0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Daily Bible Reading Snapshot. Today we're looking at Genesis 31 and 32, and we're going to learn a lot about Jacob today as he runs away from Laban. He's been there for 20 years, we find out in today's text. But God tells him, you need to return back to the land of your fathers and the land of your kindred. Go back to the land where Abraham and Isaac used to live. Go back there. So, remember, Jacob has been for 20 years in the land of Abraham's ancestry. Now he's going back to the land of Canaan, the land of Israel. So as he goes, God is prospering Jacob. God has given Jacob so many good things and he recalls that and he remembers that. And that's part of a big part of chapter 31 today. But it says that Jacob tricked Laban. So first of all, as they leave, Rachel stole the household gods from Laban, which was not good. It wasn't good for her to do that. It wasn't good for them to have household gods. All of that was bad, but Jacob did not know about that. That's pretty clear here in the text that he does not know this. But then it says in verse 20, Jacob tricked Laban. Now, that word trick has showed up multiple times. Jacob's tricking that person. Laban is tricking that. Everyone's deceitful and deceiving other people. But then it says here that God came to a to Laban in a vision by night and says, don't overtake him, don't do not do anything bad or don't do anything to, to Jacob when you catch him. So Laban shows up and, and chases after them, gets them and says, hey, God told me not to do anything, but why did you leave like that? You've got my my daughters, you've got my grandkids, why, why are you leaving me so suddenly? And Jacob says, look, I have to, um, I, we, this is bad, we need to get out of here. Um, and then as he comes there, Laban says, well, you also stole my household gods. And Jacob's like, no, we didn't, we did not at all. And Rachel actually does this whole scene where she hides and she lies to her dad about the reason why she can't get up. So she's lying, it's all bad. But then Jacob, it says, berates, he gets angry and berates Laban. And he says, what did I do wrong? I showed up to your front door 20 years ago. I've been serving you for 14. I stayed for another six years and everything has gone well for you. I had nothing when I came over, but ever since I've been here, Everything has gone well for you, Laban. And why are you pursuing me? Leave me alone. We, we got to take my family somewhere else. I got to go back to the land of promise. So he sets up this monument and says, hey, this rock, you don't go past it. I don't go past it. We're, we're good. We're, we're settled. We're fine. But this is going to be a witness between you and me. And it says in verse number 50, if you oppress my daughters or take wives besides my daughters. This is Laban speaking. Although no one is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. So they set up this heap of stones and said, this is your land. This is my land. We're not crossing again. So that's chapter 31. Chapter 32, we see Jacob is deathly afraid of meeting Esau again because he goes back in the land. And one of the things he knows is, well, if I go back in the land, you know who lives in the land. Why did he leave the first time? He left because he was fleeing Esau. So he comes back. It's been 20 years, but still, I mean, What he did to Esau was bad, so he's expecting that some some bad things are going to go on here. So Jacob prays to God and says, O God of my fathers, Abraham, and God of my father, Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, return to your country and your kindred that I may do good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and faithfulness that you have shown your servant. Okay, so good perspective from Jacob. He says, for only with my staff I crossed this Jordan. And now I had become two camps. He has 12 kids. He's got this whole army. It seems like a people. He's got all this stuff. He has huge flocks. He just crossed with his staff. That's all he had. All he had was his walking stick. Now he comes back with two camps. He says, I'm not worthy of any of this, God. This has all been your promises and your steadfast love and your faithfulness. So he says, I'm scared of Esau, though. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother Esau. I fear him that he may come to attack me. And also the the mothers with the children. I I don't want him to kill my family. God, please protect me. So he stayed the night there. He sent this party off to Esau to go ahead of him. And he split up the camp. And again, he's like, he's plotting. He's planning. He's like, okay, if Esau takes out this group, then, then I can at least get this group away. Remember all this scheming. Now is planning wrong? No, is scheming wrong? perhaps maybe and then we find here Jacob wrestles with God and after this we see no more scheming we see Jacob just trusting God and doing what he says Abraham was not much of a schemer Isaac not much of a schemer but Jacob was and Jacob kind of lived and died by the sword so to speak of scheming he succeeded by it and he was um, oppressed by it he, good things happened because of it and he he lost everything it's like a gambler right he 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 got a lot of stuff and he lost a lot of stuff by, by this so after this, after he wrestles with God, we don't see any more scheming from Jacob. It says he has this weird scene where he wrestles with this man until daybreak and they're wrestling. And as they are about to go, Jacob says, don't go until you bless me. And he says, what is your name? And Jacob says, I'm Jacob. And he says, you're going to be called Israel from now on for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And then Jacob says, well, what's your name? And he says, why is it that you ask my name? And that's it. It's like he doesn't tell him what his name is. But that response, why do you ask me my name, is a similar response that God gives in other times when the angel of the Lord shows up, specifically Judges 13, when Samson's parents address the angel of the Lord and say, uh, what's your name? And he says, why do you ask my name? Seeing that it is wonderful. Like, it's wonderful. I can't even tell you my name. It would, it would destroy you. So we see this is clearly God that is happening here. It says that, Ever since then, the Israelites don't even eat the hip socket because God touched him in the hip socket and he has to limp for the rest of his life. So this has very special significance to the Israelites. What's the point? He is a schemer. He's a planner. It's not until he learns to trust God and he wrestles with God that finally Jacob lives righteously as he should live. And we're going to see the the blessings that he's going to see in the next chapter when he starts doing that. So in the New Testament today, we're looking at Matthew chapter 10, the second half of this chapter. Jesus has just explained to the disciples that they're going to be persecuted, that bad things are going to happen, but they need to endure to the end and they'll be saved. They don't have to worry about what takes place in the next life because Jesus has got them. Then Jesus reminds them, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. If, right, I am persecuted by them and if they say that I follow Satan, they're going to say the same thing about you which is a hard thing for some of us, it's a hard thing for me when people you know, say things that are clearly not true, and it's like, well, I just wish they knew the truth about me. I wish they, I wish they knew that that wasn't true what they said. Well, Jesus says, look, that is a clear thing that's gonna happen to my followers, because they did the same thing about Jesus. Jesus says, don't fear them. Don't fear what they can do to you. Here's who you should fear. Fear the one who can cast body, make it dead, and also the soul into hell. Fear him that's really the one you should fear. Fear the Lord. Fear rejecting him. Fear being a person who gets ashamed of him. That is not what you want to do. He says, if you're not ashamed of me before men and before people, when you're put on trial one day and saying, do you follow Jesus? That's what's going to happen to these apostles. When they're put on trial, Jesus says, look, if you're going to be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. But if you're proud of me, if you're saying, yes, I'm willing to stand with you when God talks to me about you, I'm gonna say, that's my person right there. I'm not ashamed of them. That is a huge promise, an undeserved gift that we can have. So then it says next, Jesus tells them, my word here is gonna bring a sword. It's gonna separate families. And it still does today. Families are separated by who follows Jesus and who doesn't. Jesus says, just know that's gonna take place. But there's some good news. If you are a person who serves God's people, just know that you will not lose your reward which I think is a helpful encouragement for us as we think, well, okay, if I'm not supposed to fear people, but I'm supposed to fear God, and I'm, I'm not supposed to be afraid to be persecuted, but I know that families will be divided because of Jesus, well, that's, that's a lot of hard stuff. And Jesus says, I know that's hard, but just know that God keeps track, and God cares, and God loves his people, and God will bless you if you are a blessing to God's people. So I'd encourage you today, find some ways that you can practically bless God's people in your life. People who know God, people who are Christians, Do something today that can bless them and just know that this promise applies to you. Even if you offer a cup of cold water to someone because they're my disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. I mean, think about that. The God of heaven promises that even the little tiny things that we do to serve his people will be taken note of and rewarded. That's encouraging to us to serve his people even better today. So thanks for reading. We'll see you back tomorrow for another daily Bible reading snapshot.